Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you are listening to episode 77 of the show, The Sports Roundup. And for the next 30 minutes or so, I'll be bringing you all the sporting action from around the county over the weekend. The main focus of the weekend's action was on yesterday's senior and intermediate football championship quarterfinals with some mouth-watering clashes dotted through the fixture list. We'll hear from all of the senior sides celebrating victory and dealing with defeat over the weekend. We'll also be bringing you the draw for the semi-finals of both senior and intermediate competitions. We'll be taking a look at some of the soccer action as Sligo Rovers and Longford Town were both in SSE Electricity League action and on the local scene as Carrick Town and Manor Rangers both hosted Sligo opposition in their respective league encounters. Friday night saw not one but two minor county finals. The under-17 boys replay was played in Park Sean McDiarmada between St Mary's and McDiarmada Gales at 6pm while the under-18 girls final between St Phelan's and Allen Gales entertained a large crowd in Clune. We'll hear from all four sides towards the end of the programme. Just a reminder, we are looking ahead to our 100th show, which falls just a few days ahead of the county final. It's also World Mental Health Week, and we decided to pull all of those things together into one single event. On the 8th of October, in the Glen Centre, Manor Hamilton, we are inviting you to join us for the live recording of a very special episode of the show. We'll be featuring both teams from the county finals, chatting to great characters from both clubs at senior and intermediate level. We'll be looking back at the 25th anniversary of the historic 1994 Connacht Championship winning side and it will be the ultimate preview show for the county final. Tickets to the event will be €10 plus a booking fee and thanks to the support of the Glen Centre, the entire ticket price will go to North West Stop. We'd love to create a very special night and have you with us. Tickets are available now on theglencentre.com. Anyway, let's get on with the show, and we are starting with Gaelic football. First up, we have a bumper round of games, with 16 of the clubs in the county featuring in either the quarterfinals of the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship or the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship, and they were all played yesterday afternoon. Unfortunately, a number of the games were very heavily one-sided. Only three games were decided by less than 12 points. Uh, Balneglera, six points. Melvin Gales and Mohull, seven points each, were the only games that fell beneath that four goals or 12-point margin. Across the eight games, there was an average of 14 points between the winning and losing side. While the smallest margin of victory was six points, Sean O'Heslands had a massive 28 points to spare in what is clear evidence that the cut from 12 to 10 senior and intermediate sides for next year is probably only the first step of two towards balancing the standards across the competition levels within the county. There was four games yesterday in the quarterfinals of the Connacht Senior Football Championship. Let's run through them in the order that they were played. First up was the clash of St Mary's and Melvin Gales in Balnamore. Having secured their quarterfinal spot with a game or two to spare, Many would have fancied St Mary's to have had enough to get past the challenge of Melvin Gales. But the Northern Club's result last weekend against Glencar Manor had restored belief in their own ability after a couple of poor performances very early in the championship. They got off to a great start, scoring five unanswered points and holding St Mary's scoreless for the first 26 minutes of the game. A late first half rally from the Carrick side closed the gap to two points 
and promised much for the second half, but the challenge never quite materialised. The conditions ensured neither side really got going on a wet and slippery day. A seven-point victory for Melvin Gales on a scoreline of 12 to 5 points saw the Carrick youngsters drop out of the championship and their rejuvenated opponents seemed to be hitting form at just the right time. I spoke to both managers, Joe Flynn of St Mary's and James Phelan of Melvin Gales after the game, but first, Melvin Gales star Killian McGlone shares his point of view on the encounter. Killian McGlone, you must be happy into a county semi-final. Well, yeah, obviously we're delighted. Like at the at the start of the year, like the last few years, we've just get, we got to the quarterfinals the last few years. So we're like the aim is to get to the semi-final, and like got there today, anyways. So we're happy enough. Yeah. Most neutrals would have expected Carrick to come through this today, based on I suppose the form through the championship, the fact that you sealed your place on the last day versus they were in with two games to spare. What was the belief like in the camp coming down here today to Ballinamore? Well, like we al- we always have belief in ourselves. Like a few, we had a few games now early on in the championship in the group stage, and like obviously our form dipped and we didn't get wins. But like we al- we always had belief in ourselves. Like when we come up, with, like there's no team in Leitrim that we wouldn't back ourselves against. So, and it, like even coming here today, like we'll always back ourselves to win. So yeah. In terms of forward power, there's yourself, Emlyn, Dara, plus a whole horde of others in the squad. But those three stand out in terms of experience and profile. You really clicked today, and it just seemed to go right for you, especially in the first couple of minutes. Although you missed a few chances, it was still you kept that scoreboard ticking over. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, like obviously, Dara and Emlyn are just serious footballers, you know. And you know, a few times a day, like the ball might have dropped short, and like it's, you know, the conditions wouldn't have helped that the pitch is slippy. You know, you have to get your balance in that. But uh, you know, we have serious forwards there. Like we have, we have two lo- young lads, Reese and Kaylon, and then we have uh, Philip McGowan. Like books there, Connor Sheridan, who are just just as good. Like and they're just pushing in and they're really bringing it on. And they're, look, they're making they're making Emlyn and Dara look good because they're working so hard as well, you know. So, yeah, like it's serious, it's serious um, work rate going on from everyone up in the boards. Good unit up there. Yeah, we've spoken to James and Emlyn on the show before about the expectations for the season. I think two games in, having lost to Muckle and Drumreilly, I don't think too many would have expected you to be in a county semi final. What's kept you going when maybe others have doubted you? I, I like even like I remember coming in like I wasn't playing against Drumreilly now earlier on in the group stage, but I can remember coming into the restroom and still like the thought the thought process was like, look, we can still push this on, and we like we we still back ourselves against any team in the county, and we said just look if we get if we get through the group stage and get in a quarter final, it's three games a county final, you know, so or three games to win a championship, so like that's that's our top process, like so we just we just thought like you know we'll back ourselves against anyone, that's that's the kind of Melvin Gale's attitude I suppose, you know. Taking that attitude, there's three quarterfinals still to be played as we speak to you right now. You're the first one of the day. Who do you fancy playing in the semi-final? Who would you most like to see coming out of the draw? Well, I honestly, preferably, like I don't, I don't mind any team. I, I'd, I'd like to play any team in, in the semi-final. You know, it's just another game for me. Like you just, we do our own thing, and that's that's it. Like it's not, it's not about what do you call it. It's not about what they're going to do. It's about what we do, and that's that's. It's about getting over the line. Well, listen, congratulations today. How's the injury, by the way? You came off oh, 10 minutes ago. It's just a wee tweak now, so hopefully it won't, won't be too bad now for the semi-final. Yeah. You're confident of making yeah. the 15 anyway? Oh, confident, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, listen, well done today. Yeah, thank you. James Phelan, you must be happy into the semi-final. First team in? Yeah, uh, pleased to, to be there. Obviously, that's the, that's the goal at the start of the day, to be in the semi-final, and we're there now. How did you feel today? Went, did you maybe handle the conditions a bit better than Carrick? Yeah, I was very happy with our performance. Um, it wasn't a day for for stylish football, so we, we you know we did what we had to do. We, we grounded out, we found our scores a wee bit earlier, and we defended well. So, you know, once you get across the line, and I think you know the seven point margin might have flattered us a little bit, but look, I am pleased to be here now. 
you started brightly and you restricted Carrick to no scores in the first 25, 26 minutes. What was going through your head five points up? Uh, obviously, I was pleased to be five points up, but you know, I'd like to look back to st- at the stats. I'd say we, we, we had missed uh, at least seven or eight as l- along with that, you know. So while I was happy to be to have that, you know, the few scores up, um, I was a wee bit worried that we weren't being as clinical as I would have hoped to. And then we took the ga- we took the foot off the gas, and after dominating the game for almost 25 minutes, we only went in two points up. So that's something we'd have to, to take a look at. You started the second half pretty brightly, though. Same kind of impetus the start of the second half hour. Yeah, look, it was workmanlike, and and they set into it again. They knew they had took t- they had taken the foot off a little bit. They set back into it again in the second half, and you know just got got men running, doing the right thing, taking the right options, and we found the scores again. So. A little bit of experience of maybe championship knockout. No, sorry, a little bit of experience of knockout championship kind of stood to you in the end, maybe. Yeah, there's you know, you could say that, but at the same time, this is the first time in seven years that team has uh, or Melvin Gales has made it into a semi-final. So while there'll be a certain amount of experience on the team, there's there's a certain amount of you know new lads coming in there, and this is new territory for them. And um, but again, yeah, the experienced lads would have stood up where it was important today, and you know the other lads well. Some of them are just playing beyond their years. In terms of the semi-final, now we've got to look forward two weeks to the semi-final. A couple of injuries picked up today. Uh, Gareth Feeling went down in injury time as well. Killian McGlone came off. Any concerns for the two weeks' time? Um, look, you're, you're always going to pick up a few niggles, you know. So we'll have them assessed and we'll see where we are today and we'll get working on that right away, you know. But you know, ideally, we'll, we'll be dealing from a full, full deck now in two weeks' time. Well, listen, congratulations today, and we'll chat again in two weeks. Thanks, Bethany. Joe, we've been following your progress all season. Must be disappointed it's come to an end so, so early in the championship. It is. It is. It's a tough one to take. We knew it was going to be a tough test today. Conditions were tough, and that just we were making a lot of mistakes. And Melvin capitalised. Melvin just dealt with the conditions a little bit better than we did. They got the scores, got off to a good start. <clears throat> we did claw them back to two points just before half time. And uh, again, they just kicked on again in the second half and we couldn't get to, to get to grips uh, with the ball more than anything, I think, in, in, throughout the match. Took you 25 minutes to get your first score, but then you seemed to come alive. Three points just before half-time. It looked like you were back in the game. What was the mood at half-time like? Yeah, we weren't going to panic uh, and we were looking for composure. Um, I think when Ray came on, he just gave the team a bit of a lift. Um, we knew he wouldn't have the full 60 minutes in him. That's why he, he wasn't started. But it looked it was game on in half time and we were hoping for a good start to the second half. We cough up the ball from the throw in when we were in possession. Instead of going uh, getting the ball the game back to a point, we go three points down again. So we just never really liked them all Ireland final yesterday. We just uh, towards the end we just couldn't get to grips with them. There's a couple of little maybe schoolboy errors, but that's because your team is so young maybe at times. A couple of little errors, maybe taking free kicks from the wrong place, cost you a couple of scores towards the end of the game. How do you feel the youngsters did over the course of the season? They've been a joy to work with, to tell you the truth. Um, they really stepped, up, stepped it up. They've uh, give a bit of energy, or they give a lot of energy to the to this setup. Um, today, I thought they actually, the young lads did handle the conditions quite well today. Um, it was more, probably more of the senior lads. <coughs> uh, they, they coughed the ball up at crucial times and bad decisions, and it was execution of skills really cost us. And uh, I wouldn't be able to say, I wouldn't like to say it was any of the young lads' fault. I think the young lads really stepped up and they dragged us through a lot of that match as well. Two great minor county finals the replay uh, Friday night and the, the original game the week before. The future's quite bright for this team with the lads who are, say, under 18 or under 19 at the moment, with the next generation coming through. Will there be any stopping Carrick in three or four years' time? 
You'd have to ask the other cl clubs in each and that. I think Ballinamore always look to have a similar type of setup. Mohol has had a lot of success at underage, so Mohol probably further on down the road than St Mary's are. Um, but definitely the future is bright. We look, if you can pick up two or three players from every team, you're going to have a very strong team panel to pick from when it comes to championship. So, but then you need that bit of guidance. You need this more, more senior players around the setup. Uh, we had that this year, and hopefully that uh, most of those lads will stick around and provide that guidance to the young lads coming through over the next couple of years. Well, listen, Joe, uh, hard luck today, but thanks for all your help with us after games through the season, and uh, enjoy your couple of weeks off. I know you wouldn't have liked to have had them. Yeah, thanks, Bethany. It's a bit of a sickener. Immediately after that game, their northern counterparts, Glencar Manor, were in action against Alan Gales. A disappointing game overall, which offered little entertainment or, to be honest, interest after the first half hour. Three quick-fire goals for Glencar Manor in the middle of the first half really decided the game and ended it as a contest. In all honesty, Alan Gales were beaten docket for at least 45 minutes of this game. There was little to no urgency or intensity in their play. Some very poor decisions made with basic handling errors, some mistakes and a general lack of effort in some quarters. Only for two very fortuitous goals from a speculative long-range shot from Shane Walsh which crept in under the crossbar and a scramble after a shot rebounded high off the upright, the margin of victory would have been even greater. The final score was 6-16 to 2-4 and to be honest it's a day and a game that everybody associated with Alan Gales will probably want to forget about fairly quickly. I spoke to their corner forward, James Flynn, after the game for his thoughts. And we also hear from Glencar Manor's Adrian Kroll and Shane Ward. James Flynn, what can you say about that? I suppose it's not a whole pile anyone can say about that. Um, you know, I think 15 minutes into the game, still a point in it. We a couple of chances that we missed, you know, went for points. And probably we should have given it off when those goals on, you know. And then they just got two, three goals in a row. And once Manor get on top of you like that, they're just, you know, they... They keep going and keep going and, you know, heads naturally dropped in after that, you know, so it's a long day, you know. <laughs> in terms of the overall season, though, I suppose you suffered relegation in the league and coming into the championship, mood would have been quite low in the camp. To get to a quarter-final and secure your senior status, is it still, even though the way it ended isn't great, do you still look on the season as reasonably successful just to be in the senior grade for next year? Um, well, I suppose from our own situation, you know, we were down a lot of numbers at the beginning of the year and... As a club, if Alan Gale starts thinking that staying up is good, I don't think it's good for any club. So, technically, I would say, no, it's not, it's, it's not what Alan Gale should be about, you know. Um, we should be pushing for further, should be pushing for better things than that. And, you know, maybe that's what we need to ask ourselves. Are we, as a team, happy with this? Because we shouldn't be. And ultimately, that's where I stand on that, you know. Where did the club go from from here? Ah, look, you just got to, you know, it's a long winter ahead, but you just got to dust yourself off and... You know, as I said, ask a few questions of players and, you know, say, what do we actually want as, as players? Are we here to take part or are we here to compete, you know? And because I think there's great ability there. We just need to push it on a little bit further, you know? But at least we have that opportunity to do that next year, still in a senior championship, you know? Thanks very much for talking to me. I know it can't be easy. Yeah, thanks. Adrian Crow, what do you have to say after such a, a fairly straightforward victory? Yeah, look, listen, we came here today on the back of defeat and we just wanted to bounce back, I suppose, with me and our main aim today. We came here, got the job done, and hopefully move on now towards the next day. Leave leave what happened today on the pitch. It's over and done with now. I suppose move forward and look forward to what's coming in two weeks' time is really what we anticipate now. How much can you read into today's game? Like Obviously a really big scoreline, but 
Alan Gales probably didn't look interested for most of the game once the two or three quick goals went in in the first half. Yeah, I suppose we intensified it maybe in the first half, thankfully, and we got maybe the goals, like we had four goals before, before half time. I don't think that was a true reflection on Alan Gales because they were working hard, and I suppose a bit of luck was with us there in the first half and probably killed Alan Gales' momentum, them, them goals, four goals in, ten, in space of 10 minutes. On a, on a personal level, you seem to do, you seem to be on fire today. Uh, how did you feel today? Went for yourself? Listen, we're just happy to get back onto the field after last week. It's a team performance at the end of the day is what we're looking for. It's no way the complete performance we're looking for, but it's a stepping stone. And as you said earlier, we can't read too much into it today. I think people will all the same install you as favourites if they hadn't put that in already. Uh, how do you feel going into the semi-finals with the, the tag of the team to beat? Listen, of course, you look forward to the semi-finals. This is where you train for the last nine months. This is where we want to be, I suppose. There'll be no easy tasks from here on in. Semi-finals about winning hard way. The hard way or the easy way. There's no easy way when you get this close. Well, listen, Adrian, congratulations today. Well done. Thank you. Shane, what can you say about that game? Fairly straightforward in the end. Yeah, it was straightforward in the end, I suppose. Um, I thought we took control of the game early and I thought we brought a better energy than we did last week. So I was, I was very pleased with that in the first half. I thought we set our stall out and uh, dealt with conditions. Conditions were, were poor for both teams there, but I thought we dealt with them really well. In terms of the game, it was pretty much over once you got those two or three quick-fire goals middle of the first half. What was going through your mind prior to that that might have changed with those three ga- three quick goals? Oh, well, I knew we were attacking well. I knew we were attacking on scores. And I knew it was only a matter of time, given the conditions, that I suppose it was a forwards day. And I knew that there was either going to be, you know, tag on a high score, high, high point scores, or maybe a uh, chance of a goal or two. You know, so I didn't envy the backs out there trying to defend and keep on their feet and so on. So I knew there could, might come a goal, but once a goal did come, I thought our intensity increased, and I thought our energies increased around the ball, and I thought we uh, moved the ball much faster, much slicker couple of injury worries towards the end you were changing players out Adrian Crow looked to be limping off the pitch James Glancy the same how are you fixed for two weeks time or have you got an idea on that yet I don't have any idea on that yet I suppose we'll regroup now um, on, on Tuesday and uh, see where it lies but listen I'm sure those guys are very experienced I think we, we took them off as a precautionary more than anything else but nonetheless it's good we have a squad of men there and we've dealt you know, with blows over the last couple of games as well we have different boys out missing so listen it's the nature of the game not too worried about it What do you learn from a game like today? Um, I suppose you learn more about your own team than you do anything else. I thought, you know, when we did go ahead, I didn't want to see a drop off today and I didn't want to see the energies drop around the ball and uh, the intent still be there to push on and I thought we did. I thought we uh, started the second half well and I thought we continued right through to the, the last five or six minutes, which is pleasing. A couple of young lads came on there towards the end. Have they given you any selection headaches ahead of the semi-finals? They have. They have, of course, and they will do. And uh, those guys have a, a got a good bit of game time over the league and the, the qualifying games as well. But it's good, listen, it's good to have headaches like that. And you have to have headaches if you want to be in the last four, last two in the mix. There's no point in saying. And it's very important those players uh, keep that in their minds that it's going to be a 21-man game plus to try and win the, win the semi-final and win the final. Finally, the semi-final draw is after the two games in Carrick this afternoon. Anyone you wouldn't like to get in that? I know Melvin Gales are already in the hat for the teams playing quarterfinals this afternoon. Anyone you'd like to avoid? It honestly doesn't bother me one bit. I'm looking forward to any of them. Um, we know each other inside out, all the teams, and I know all the players inside out. So, listen, you've got to beat them all to win it. So, we look forward to whoever we meet. Well, listen, congratulations today, and best luck for the rest of the championship. Thank you. Drum Riley knew they had a massive task taking on their local rivals, Sean O'Heslands, and they'd battled through to the quarterfinals of the championship with a never-say-die attitude and a resilience that had impressed most people who'd seen them play up to now. But unfortunately, this weekend was a bridge too far. The conditions were just too tough, and the opposition was just too good, with Drum Riley needing a good start to have any hope 
a Ballinamore goal straight from the throw-in didn't help matters. A blistering move from Niall McGovern and Wayne McKeown cut the Drumreilly defence wide open. McKeown laid it off to Dean McGovern, who palmed the ball into the net unchallenged, and honestly, it never looked like Drumreilly would get back into the game after that point. Sean O'Heslins rang the changes very early and progressed to the semi-final on a scoreline of 4.21 to 5 points against their neighbours. Drumreilly will, however, be happy with their survival in the senior grade, but they won't take a lot more from yesterday's game. I spoke to selector Ollie Maguire about his side's defeat before I chatted to Wayne McKeown and Dom Corrigan of Sean O'Heslins. Ollie Maguire, not, not on the field today, but must be disappointing from a Drumreilly point of view. Unfortunately, it was one of those days that just nothing seemed to go right for us from the throw-up. Ballamore got a goal, and I still thought at that stage, you know, we usually work ourselves back in the game. And so over the years, any of the big teams, you know, they might have gone top for the last 10 minutes, but no one ever done what happened to us today. Fair play to Ballamore, you have to congratulate them. They came in the game plan, and they stuck to it, and they were efficient with the ball, and they hunted in packs, and unfortunately, on the day, we just couldn't match them. Do you think that being in Division 2 of the league held you back at any point today that you just hadn't got that experience of playing against the, the top sides in the county? I don't know about that because um, we have played Manor Hamilton and we're in the game and we played Mohull in the game so I don't think I'd use that as an, ex- an excuse now, you know. Um, it just, I know, I know Ballamore had a three-week break and we had a tough game last weekend. I don't know, did that have a factor in it or not? They just seemed to have too much power for us. We seemed to be losing the battles all over the field, you know, and compliment them on that, and they're going to take beating as they go ahead to the semi-final. On a personal level, you're involved with the Leitrim Masters team, the Leitrim Longford Masters team. Uh, how are you looking forward to the, that next outing? Yeah, we're playing Saturday um, in Bally League, again, Leash, and um, so hopefully it'll go well. I'm actually trying to get a hamstring right for that game. I struggling the last couple of months with a hamstring, so hopefully it'll be right for that game, so... It's enjoyable, it's, it's, it's good fun and it's competitive too now and no one likes to lose there either. So, uh. Well, listen, hard luck today. Thanks very much for talking to me. Thanks very much. Wayne McKeown into the county semi-final. Mission accomplished, I suppose, is all really you can take from today. Uh, yeah, that's what we started off to after the last game. I suppose we just kind of set out our next, uh, our next opponents. That was Dem Riley and uh, went in and all week we just focused on ourselves and Dem Riley and I suppose then we got the job done and next step and that's it. Very early in the game, you were involved in a move that led to a goal in the first 15-20 seconds of the match. At that point, what are you thinking? That's look, we know we had to bring big intensity to Drumreilly, and we played them was it last year I think in Drumreilly or in Clune, and absolutely were all over. So we knew well we had to be smarter, keep the ball out wide, work it, and eventually the goal came for us. I think the first time all year, but it worked, and uh, that was it. We got down, we settled down real quick in the game, and we worked it from there. You know. Where do you go from, from here? Was today enough of a test going into a semi-final? Um, ah, Jamraidi is what it is. Like you know, um, maybe it wasn't all that, you know, I suppose tight or whatever. Like, but we're just looking at ourselves, our own, our own game, and look at we played okay. We weren't overly happy, we weren't with intensity and all that. But as man says, we won at the end of the day. And we're focused on ourselves, and that was it. We're over that step now, and that's on to the next one, whoever it is after today's games. Any particular preference who that might be? You've got a choice of Melvin Gales, Manor Hamilton and the winners of this game, Mohull and Ahawillan. Um Any particular team you'd like to avoid or would you fancy maybe that ri- local rivalry against Ahawillan if they come through this game today? 
Um, I know it doesn't. It doesn't matter. We're, we're not looking at whoever's next is next. We're not. We're looking at our own performance and whatever it is. We we know every team now. We're long enough kind of playing them, but we're really just focusing on ourselves and we know after today whoever it is and we get back to train on Tuesday night and we'll work it from there. But we don't really care who it is. The man says so. Couple of injuries. Will everyone be back for the games in two weeks' time? Ah, uh, yeah, no, a lot of the money, small little niggly things. Nothing. There's nothing big. Everyone to be all right for the next day. So, listen, well done today. Thank you very much, Dom Corrigan. How do you feel after that game? Ah, oh, we just happy to get it out of the way. We knew, you know, that we came in here as strong favourites. Drum ready to be fair to them. We're going well in Division Two, but there's a big step up between Division One and Division Two football, and uh, I think that was that was showing out there today. So. We expected to win. We probably got it more comfortable than we thought it was going to be. But uh, any day that you win in championship is a good one, so we're pleased. In terms of the lessons you might have picked up from today, any real learnings from such an, a fairly straightforward victory in the end? Well, I suppose getting boys into experience of preparing for knockout championship is important because the league up until now you know, has really been a league, even though there were four or five championship games played in it. Knockout, uh, you know, knockout football is different, so... Uh, uh, we're just glad, as opposed to be in the last four, but we realise uh, that uh, that the challenge uh, the challenge ahead would be a very stiff one. But we look forward to it. You dealt with the black card early on in the game, a couple of injuries later on. You made a lot of changes in that first half. What was behind those changes? Well, um, the first one was Barry Barry McGovern. He picked up an ankle injury. Uh, Oshie McCaffrey went off with a facial injury. So uh, those were enforced changes. Uh, and then we emptied the bench then fairly early in the second half to get game time into boys who we feel we'll probably need later on in the championship. In terms of the, the game, I suppose, scoring after 15 seconds really kind of set you up. The game, game probably never really beyond doubt, even at that early stage. Yes, uh, the goal at the start was important. Uh, it really, uh, Drum Riley came here today knowing that they needed a start uh, to give themselves any chance and they got the worst possible start and from there to the end it was difficult for them but to be fair to them they kept battling away but uh, they were facing into a very strong challenge today our boys were really up for it and boys are playing for their places so we didn't take the foot off the pedal One game left to be played this weekend as, we, as we're talking about Melvin Gales, Manor Hamilton and yourselves in the semi-final is there any particular preference you'd like to play or avoid in the semi-final draw letter today? Oh, there's absolutely no preference I think the four teams in it uh, are the four best teams in Leitrim you know, whoever wins out here, Mohal or Ahawil, and that'll complete the draw. So uh, I think the four best teams in Leitrim are in the semi-finals and uh, it'll leave for two two big games. I suppose the championship up to now has been fairly disappointing in that there's been very one-sided games, but uh, certainly the semi-finals will be when it'll really come alive. Well, listen, Don, congratulations today and the best luck in the draw and in the games in two weeks' time. Thanks very much, Brevney. The final game was tipped to be the tightest of the lot and I know a lot of people were looking forward to this game. It was a repeat of last year's county final. Mohal were looking to get some level of revenge over Ahawillan in this game. Both sides swapped scores throughout the first half with little to separate the sides until Mohal's Sean Harkin ran the length of the pitch to score the only goal of the game 10 minutes into the second half. That opened up a four-point lead and despite Ahuillan dominating possession for the last 20 minutes, they just weren't able to keep the scoreboard ticking over. Some wayward shooting and some poor passing allowed Muhl to stay ahead until the final whistle. Muhl did tack on a few late scores on the counter-attack to make sure of the victory. The game was already over as a contest when three Muhl attackers broke forward and had half the pitch to themselves to bear down on the Ahuillan goalkeeper, 
but elected to fist a point rather than bury their opponents. Was that a sign of mercy for an already beaten opponent or a lack of ruthlessness to seal the game off? It's hard to know, but we will find out in the next game or two. I spoke to Ahuillan manager Tommy McCormick, who informed me of his decision to step away from the role with the club after the defeat. But first, I spoke to Mohul's Donald Flynn and his manager, Liam Keenan. Donald Flynn, probably not as tight as most people would have expected that game. You, you won it well in the end. Uh, the scoreline probably doesn't reflect it there. I don't know, we, we just got tagged on a couple of points at the end when the game really opened up. I think a lot of our younger players kind of you could see the the distance was in their legs and the speed but it definitely wasn't definitely was a tighter game than it looked on the scoreboard there anyway very physical at times oh yeah it's a good physical game you always want that in championship and especially knockout football there's no one gonna gonna pull out of a tackle or anything like that so it was good yeah it was a good physical game and it was going both ways so on onwards and upwards in terms of the next round moving onwards semi-final draw just completed you've heard it as you're doing your cool down here on the pitch okay. how do you feel have you heard who you got Ballamore, yet is it? yeah Ballamore ah, yeah well sure you're going to have to beat everybody anyway to win the championship so next but we're not going to think past Ballamore now we're going to have two two weeks of hard work and we'll see where that takes us everybody get through today's game okay no injury worries or anything like that no I think everybody uh, everybody walked off the field anyway so that's a good sign but we've lots on the bench too so we're not going to be worried if one man uh, goes down or anything we've lots to come in yeah, well, listen, the very best of luck. Well done today. Thanks very much, Perfect. Liam, must be happy with that result. Yeah, we're absolutely delighted with that result. We came here today, all we wanted was to, to win the game, put in a massive performance. We felt if we put in a big performance that we'd get something out of the game today, and we did that, particularly in the second half. We thought the lads were outstanding. Scores just seemed to come to you a little bit easier than Aho Will in the last 10 minutes, probably case in point. They're chasing the game. They're working, working. They've got most possession but can't score, and then you get two breaks, two easy points in the end. There was probably a period before that where we were under a little bit of pressure and there was a few balls bouncing around the square and that sort of thing. And that can often happen. You've one team driving to get back into the game and one trying to close it out and probably a bit of nerves on both sides. But I thought the lads then, that score, a couple of scores then, really settled us down and we're delighted with the victory. There's no doubt about it. You faced Balnamore in the semi-final. What's the thoughts on that at the moment? Well, I haven't had much time to draw my breath here, to be honest with you. So we'll, uh, we have two weeks, which is great, and... Uh, we got recovery in Tuesday, Wednesday, and we start planning for Ballinamore, who have been very, very impressive this year to date. And uh, it'll be a tough opposition, but um, we'll go away now for the next two weeks and we'll prepare as best we can for the game. In terms of this weekend's games, Ballinamore came through without much of a challenge, whereas you've had to really work today. Do you think that'll stand to you in two weeks' time? Ah, well, look, at two weeks' time is a long time. Again, look, they've been, they've been going well all year. I wouldn't really read too much into that. I thought our group was very tough. We, we came into the championship on the back of a number of uh, injuries, a couple of lads away and things like that. So we had to dig deep early in the early rounds of the championship to get victories uh, and probably pushing lads to play games, carrying little niggles and knocks. And now all of a sudden we get a bit of a gap and we start getting lads back, back home, back to fitness and we have competition now and that's just going to drive the whole thing on. So we're just going to worry about ourselves over the next two weeks. Listen, Liam, congratulations today. The very best of luck. Cheers, thank you, Rev. Tommy McCormick, disappointing way to end the championship at the quarterfinal stage. Yes, like you know, we didn't perform today to the, our capabilities, but we ran up against a Mohal team that was actually uh, very, very hungry, wanted to um, try and redress the situation of last year's county final, and they left no stone unturned in pursuit of that victory today. You've had a lengthy meeting inside the dressing room after the game today. Can you share any of it with us? And just uh, more or less, you know, uh, you know, talking to the lads, a lot of the boys that would have um, come to the end of their tether and, you know, some of the younger lads just to give them a word of encouragement, uh, 
to, to you know to persevere and you know to make their mark on this team because this team will be far from finished as far as I'm concerned they're a relatively young outfit and all the, the need is a little bit of enhancement from the younger players to give them a, that little boost that they need. You're using the terms they rather than we does that indicate anything about your own future with the club? Well, look, we're more or less considering that too. Like we're long enough, I think, you know, down here now at the present time, and uh, a new voice in the dressing room I would, I think, uh, help the situation too. It has been a very successful uh, tenure for you here, but has it come to an end? I would say so. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen. Sorry to, to lose you from the club, but congratulations on all you've achieved and, and hard luck today. Ah, uh, yeah. Sure. Look, um, it was a joy to work with the lads, and um, you know, it is a great club and rural club football is going to get it. It's going to be difficult for it to survive because you need uh, an influx of young talent all along to keep it um, to keep it afloat and it's just difficult um, to, to, to survive in this day and age. What's next for yourself? Retirement. Out, get away as far as we can from football, like the pressures of it. You get to this stage of life now, maybe we have enough of it. Like we're at it all of our lives between our playing career and, and managing teams locally and even down in Leitrim over the years too, we would have had a few successful years down here too. Is that code for people giving me a shout? No, definitely not on this one, no. <laughs> no. Listen, thanks a million for talking to me, Tommy. I know it's not a great day to be chatting to anybody after a game like that. But we have encountered these days before too, and as the f- people would say, they can will lose more than you'll ever win and in your playing career and in a manager year, career too. And uh, look, we have to take the rough with this mood. Turning our attention to the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Championship quarterfinals, Anna Duff defeated neighbours Bornacula 117 to 8 points, while Leitrim Gales also faced a local challenge, winning out against Kiltubrid on a scoreline of 213 to 4 points. Drum Curran surprised the form book with a large 212 to 6 points victory over Eslin, and early in the day, Balneglera had 6 points to spare over Carrie Gallen in a high scoring encounter. 311 to 28 the final score in that game. After the completion of all of those games yesterday evening, the draw for the semi-finals of both senior and intermediate championships took place in Park Sean McDermott in Carrick and Shannon yesterday. Here's Sean O'Sullivan guiding us through the draw. First one out of the hands, Anna Duff. And Anna Duff So just to clarify, that is Melvin Gales versus Glencar Manor and Ahawillan versus Mohull in the Senior Championship semi-finals, while Anna Duff play Leitrim Gales and Ballinaglera will encounter Drum Kieran in the second semi-final. All those games will be played in two weeks over the weekend of the 28th and 29th of September. In soccer, Manor Hamilton's Murren Devaney had a blistering start for the Republic of Ireland on Friday in their UEFA Under-17 qualifiers against Lithuania. She opened the scoring in the first minute of what would become a 6-0 victory. She was substituted after 66 minutes of the encounter ahead of their top-of-the-table clash with Greece today at 1pm. Regardless of the result, both sides have already qualified for the second round of qualifiers. 
Leitrim Village's Niall Morahan played 90 minutes in a very youthful Sligo Rover side with two of his under-19 teammates making their first team league debuts. They saw off Finn Harps on a 3-1 scoreline to heap the misery on their northwest rivals who are seven points from safety with only five games remaining in the SSE Airtricity League. Manor Rangers shared the spoils with Cliffany Celtic in their Super League clash in the B Park Manor Hamilton yesterday. The game finished one all after Paul Clancy's first half header was cancelled out by a header of their own from Cliffany's Brian O'Connor. Both sides had chances to win the game, but neither could capitalise and it ended all square. Carrick Town secured their first win of the season in their Premier Division clash with a high-flying Yates United side. Despite conceding first in the game, they battled back and a strike from Callum O'Hagan left the sides even at the break. Conor McGoldrick popped up with what proved to be the winning goal in the second half for Carrick Town to secure a 2-1 victory for their first win in junior football in three seasons. In underage soccer, Carrick Town's under-14s travelled to Strand Hill to participate in the North West Cup. Having won the under-12 version of the competition two years ago, expectations were high and they weren't to be disappointed with the Leitrim side reaching the final and beating a Killybeg side 3-0 in that game. Congratulations to all players and coaches involved in that success. In underage Gaelic football, the minor ladies of St. Phelan's and Alan Gales met on Friday evening under the floodlights in Clune. St. Phelan's had just enough in the tank to edge out their opponents on the night. An unfortunate goal late in the game was enough to secure the victory against a spirited Alan Gale side who never ever gave up for the entire 60 minutes. St. Phelan's, representing Ballinamore, Carrigallan and Dohavas, had probably been the stronger side for most of the game, but couldn't quite close the game out until the closing stages of that encounter. I spoke to coaches from both sides, St. Phelan's Ray McBrien and Dermot McDonough of Alan Gales, but first, let's hear from the joint captains of the St. Phelan side, Genevieve Canning and Gráinne Pryor. So I'm joined by Genevieve Canning and Gráinne Pryor, uh, joint captains of St. Phelan's. You must be delighted to have won the county final, girls. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely delighted. I can't believe we won. Um, it was such a hard game and we couldn't have done it without each other. Yeah, like we knew it was going to be tough coming up against. Uh, <laughs> we knew it was going to be tough coming up against Alan Gales. It always is like minor and senior level St. Francis as well like it's always a tough battle you can't fault them on their work rate at all and I don't think the scoreboard really reflected their efforts like it wasn't easy Yeah there was only a couple of points in it for most of the game were you worried at all in the second half when you came in as favourites were you worried you maybe mightn't win the game We knew people expected us to be favourites but we knew ourselves it was going to be tough like we we didn't come in big headed at all In terms of the game what's it like playing under Friday Night Lights because you haven't had that experience probably before um, it was kind of tough. Yeah, we weren't used to these conditions. and Yeah, we were expecting it to be earlier on in the evening before the under-17 lads game last week. So, But once we knew when it was, we just had our heads in the game. Like We were focused on that. We weren't thinking about anything else. Well done, girls. And are you playing in the county final next week, the senior final? Genevieve is. I'm not. Yeah, we're playing Manor Hamilton in next week. So hopefully we can get this win again and two in a row again this year. Well, listen, girls, congratulations. Thank you. Ray McBrien. You must be happy with that. Yeah, happy with the win anyway. Um, I suppose the performance wasn't as good as we expected, but um, we still won by 10 points in the day, so we're happy with the win. Yeah, of course we are, yes. What do you feel you could have done better on? Our handling was poor enough the whole way through the game. Our first touch was poor. Decision-making was poor enough. We didn't uh, equal their determination and their uh, 
willpower as well. Like, but at the end of the day, I suppose we got the scores and won, and that was that was the main thing, Brefni. Nice to get the minor championship ahead of next week's senior championship final. Do you think tonight's result will have any impact on that game? No, I don't think so. It'll be a totally different game. We had St. Joseph's at about I'd say four four playing tonight. They would be playing next Sunday, so um, it's a run out for them, all right. But no, it is absolutely no bearing whatsoever on Sunday on Sunday week. No. It's a good time for the club, chasing three in a row at senior level, compounding that with the minor title. Um, must be good to be involved with ladies football in your neck of the woods. Yeah, it's great at the minute. Um, senior team are absolutely happening at the minute. We had a great win last week against Ballamore, against Orchard, should I say, and uh, we're looking forward to next Sunday. It's going to be a battle against Manor, but um, we're up for it at this stage and let the best team win in the day. But the club is going well, going for three in a row. It's a great position to be in. We feel we have a bit of experience over Manor, but... Um, they have youth and their speed and their ability, so it's it's a 50-50 game at this stage. Dermot McDonough, it must be disappointing to have come this far and not to go home with the cup. Some team has to lose in the end, but uh, I think the the, the St. Phelan's were by far the stronger team on the night, and they took their chances. They got a, a gift of a goal, and it set them up for the, the win. I think we missed a lot of chances. So I just wish them the best of luck on the night. They probably deserved it just about, but our girls, I'm proud of them. They, they gave as good as they got, and that's all you can ask. They're a young team, and they'll be back. I think it's fair to say that the scoreline doesn't reflect the game. It was much tighter than the eight or nine or ten points that would suggest. You mentioned the goal. There was also a couple of goal chances you had that just didn't find the back of the net for you. It could have been a different direction, maybe if luck had gone your way. Actually, that's the nature of the game. If you don't take them chances, you lose. And they took theirs, and fair is fair. They got them, and that was it. And that was the difference in the game. They took their chances. We didn't. Played well. Got enough with a lot of possession, but just didn't take our scores and take our chances. But we'll be back. A lot of good defensive work, particularly your goalkeeper made some great saves in the first half and early in the second half in particular. They did. And when the pressure was on, they stood up. They didn't panic. and, and, they, were, and they were very good. They did their job and that's, that's what they're there for. And that's all we could ask of them. They were defensively very strong and just didn't work out on the forward line for us. Didn't get the chance. They closed us down very quick and they were fast and they were stronger in there. So that was the difference up front. I suppose promotion in division to Division 1 of the league for next year, plus staying up in the senior grade, it's a good time for the club at the moment. That's a great time for the club at the minute. Like We have a, a senior team, we have a junior team. We have 15 asides in all grades for the underage, which is a, a major improvement in ladies' football in Allen Gales. And it's onwards and upwards with them. They're, they're getting there. Well, listen, hard luck tonight, but congratulations on all the success this year. Thanks very much, Bethany. The boys' equivalent had served up a classic last weekend and as McGirma the Gales and St Mary's team and supporters gathered for the replay on Friday, expectations were high. It didn't quite deliver on the previous week's excitement, but then it was unlikely to reach such heights again. St Mary's proved to be the stronger side on the night with a few things just not falling for their opponents, representing Balnamore and Kiltubbert. After the game, I spoke to a few of the St Mary's players, their man of the match, Gavin Reynolds, and Ashley Meza, and both managers, Tom Crow of St. Mary's and Keelan McKeown of McDermott the Gales. Gavin, how did you feel the game went? Picked up a man of the match, you must be delighted for yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy with the results. It's all about winning the championship there at the end, but very happy to win this as well. How did the game go? How did you feel it went compared to last week? Uh, last week, uh, we did very well in the first half and they overturned us in the second half, but this week it was just very, very close throughout, one or two points separating the teams, but in the end we pulled through and fair play to the lads now. Ashley, yourself, you seem to be everywhere, you're 
You just seem to be popping up all over the pitch. You must be tired. Uh, I'm very tired now. A few of us headed up to college here first week and our managers brought us all down. We got to bed early, everything done. I was told to start a game I had an objective to do, hence why I was everywhere. It was a brilliant game though. McGeever de Gales fought very hard in the second half. There's times there, players such as Paul Moore, Byron McQueenie running straight down the middle. Very good two players coming up to, as we can see, in Leitrim Senior Championship. Hope we can bring that on to county and develop more. It was a brilliant game and well done to McGeever de Gales. Listen lads, well done. Thank you. Tom Crow, I know we spoke to you last week, but uh, you're back here. Champions, must have a nice feel to it. I look at Breffney, it's great. It's great to come out on the on the right side of the result, but there was you know there was nothing in it. We stuttered at the end, we fell over the line, I'd say. The opposition, they were unlucky that it picked up a few injuries, but they last loads of questions out of us. We responded last week when we needed needed to responded for a few minutes today, but we didn't make it easy, but we look at we got the results. There's more in them. I think there's more in them. You know, they created lots of chances just to take the right option at the time. But they're young, they're growing, they're developing, they're learning, and and hopefully they'll continue to learn and keep them at it. That's the most important thing, you know. The tail end of last week's game, we talked about the opportunity to, for a goal that the keeper saved. Was there a sense of deja vu? Two points oh, up today, 100%. and a keeper makes a fantastic save. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We should have taken the point option again, put a bit of daylight between you, at least a, a goal between the two teams. You know, and and. You know, they're dangerous. They're always dangerous. They have Barry McQueenie there. You know, they've sent in to get possession. They always have lads that can score. They got a goal against us. They score lots of goals. And, you know, we, we were very, very aware of that. We, we didn't want to be over-conservative. We had a couple of men sitting in front of our defence. But, you know, we still want to go at them. That's our natural way of playing. We try to attack. But um, not taking our scores is, oh, no, it, it, it definitely, it's something they're not supposed to do. But we got away with it today. Keelan, it took two hours to separate you by a single point. How are you feeling after that defeat? Naturally, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the lads and their effort over the whole championship, particularly, I suppose, the last two hours of it. But uh, I'm gutted for them, you know what I mean? They've, they've put in a huge effort. They're a great, honest bunch of lads. You know, that's an exceptional Carrick team. We know that. We know that possibly they have a bit more physicality, a bit more of a skill set than us. But, you know, my lads, I'll, I'll, you could never fault them for work, like, you know? It looked a little bit towards the end that there might be deja vu from last week. Keeper makes a great save. You break, unfortunately, couldn't quite get the goal. Just a point you had to settle for and didn't quite close that gap. Yeah, look, at I suppose it'd be a lot to ask for Lightning to strike twice. We couldn't just, yeah, we needed the goal at that stage. We were we were chasing the game. Look, at realistically, I suppose Carrick were, were, were a lot more dominant throughout the second half, but sort of didn't have the killer instinct there and kept us alive in the game. And then, like I said, my lads have, once you, once you give those lads an inch, they'll take a mile. And they, they really clawed their way back into it. They're a great bunch of fellas and, it's, you know, it's a privilege to work with them for the year. Picked up an injury just before the half. Seemed to take him out of the game a little bit towards the second half. Look, yeah, I suppose Paul was having a, a, a big time for us at that time. He was contesting well in the middle. He was he was getting a lot of primary possession and we did we did lose him from that role. But look, at he's, he's, you know, he's, he's a hard man to keep down. Like he insisted he was good to go. He, he defied everyone and I think he showed for a good 15 minutes or so what he could get out of the leg. And uh, he, he gave it everything. He's a great lad. I mean, he's, he's only under 15. Do you know, it's an amazing performance from him and he's a big future ahead of him. In rugby, Sligo Rugby Club guaranteed themselves second spot in the Connacht Senior League with a hard-fought 24-7 victory over Corinthians in Galway on Saturday. They're currently in pole position at the top of the Senior League table and have a 31-point advantage over Buccaneers going into the final round of fixtures next weekend. In those games, Buccaneers face a Ballina side yet to avoid defeat in the competition, while Sligo must face another trip west to do battle against Galwegians. Sligo must at least match Buccaneers' results 
and be within 30 points of their margin of victory to win the Connacht Senior League for the first time in their history. In women's rugby, Manor Hamilton's Hannah Johnson saw her under-18 into provincial hopes disappear after a narrow 24-22 defeat for her Connacht under-18 side against Ulster in their inter-provincial semi-final. A much closer game than two weeks ago against the same opposition, it just wasn't to be this time around. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. A very busy weekend for everyone across the sporting spectrum this week. We'll be focusing on the ladies' football senior final in next week's sports preview on Friday. We'll be chatting to members of both teams ahead of the game between St. Joseph's and Glencar Manor in a repeat of last year's final. Also, don't forget to get your tickets for Leitrim Daily Live on the 8th of October in the Glen Centre Manor, Hamilton, it promises to be a fantastic night as we preview both county finals at senior and intermediate level with some of the characters of each of the clubs involved. Tickets are €10 Euro and all proceeds are going to Northwest Stop. Tickets are available right now on theglencentre.com. I'll be back tomorrow with Faces and Places at the recent Lochrin Harvest and Vintage Festival. Talk to you then.